Hello, this is Coach Lori, and thank you for joining this podcast. I hope that you've been getting something out of these if you've been listening to each one of our themes. This is more on the emotional uh, theory, what we call your emotional landscape, and there's uh, 16 to 18 of these characteristics that athletes need, and this one is an important one. The title of the podcast is Keep Going When No One Believes in You. So the topic is on resiliency. And I would say over the last five years, researchers have begun to open up the discussion on resiliency, not only in sport, but in all humans uh, that live in this complex world. So you have to ask yourself an important question today. How uh, do you want to feel every day? And how can you keep going on the days when things in your sport or life are tough and they're not going your way? So athletes who are resilient are people who know when to ask for help and when to head forward on their own. So they're not not afraid of what other people are going to think. They set a course and they focus on the details of performance. And over time in neuroscience, I've met some tough as steel athletes for sure, and they inspire greatness. There are times when, you know, even for myself, I, I, I don't know what drives a human being to get up at 4.30 in the morning and go for a run and then train for four, five, six hours every day in order to compete to their be- the best of their ability. I think these are extraordinary human beings. Uh, I can put it into relationship to school in which you're going to go from kindergarten to grade 12, so you got like 13 years of, you know, institutionalized schooling. And then on top of that, for some of you that are going to go to university, you might have another four or five years. You do another degree, there's another three years. If you're in medicine or law, you might be doing, you know, your practices and practicums and um, might be another four years. So, So in reality... Education is to teach us how to be resilient. If education was as exciting and involved as I think it could be, I think there would be a lot of more people staying in school. I think there would be a lot of people that would be able to map out their interests and be able to do what they want in their school setting and make electives. So. I'm into options at high school (laughs) and in university so that you can study some of the things you really want to study. And I realize that there is a balance behind what you need to know and what you need to do to be certified in a certain area or to get somewhere in athletics. You have to have a certain skill set and a certain knowledge and a certain IQ. I get that. But resiliency, when it comes to the core of a human being, is that when you are faced with a challenge, can you keep going? It's particularly important emotionally when no one believes in you. Uh, Maybe some people think that you're a little bit crazy because you've tried a new approach, or maybe you've invented something that somebody just doesn't think is going to work. We talked about Thomas Edison and his light bulbs. We've talked about Einstein and his math equation. Some of these people that are world-renowned for their thinkers um, have really inspired us that there should be no limit on what you do.
I think those individuals that get their resiliency bruised need to go and talk about it. I think for those who get their resiliency crushed need to let the world know that it is unfair. And I feel that that's when both of those individuals need to reach out and ask for help. Uh, your psychologists, your sports psychologists, your psychiatrists, your mental health professionals, your social workers, all have accreditation to help you. In neuroscience, we try to take the science of the brain, how the brain functions, and will relate to resiliency. So the only way that we can have you really understand what to do to be more resilient is to give you what-if training. What-if means I give you a situation and you tell me how you're going to continue on and keep going. Uh, if I give you a situation each day to train on, and you give me the solution to that, we'll start opening up the avenues of the brain that solve and use information in a confident way to get the right answer. And, and nine times out of ten, it's the right answer for you, not someone else. So what, what are you going to do when you go from team to team to team to team and you keep getting traded? How resilient do you need to be? How can you keep going? And the answer is that there's a reason for you being traded from team to team. And there must be some things missing from your game or missing from your attitude or missing from your skill set. And are you willing to improve it? Now, some teams and some sports that you are going to be involved with, people are going to be unrealistic. And really, some of you at the higher end of things and the higher powers that be, if you're actually listening to this, um, you know that you put athletes in a position where they are just a product to you and a commodity. And you're looking for the best goaltender who's going to take you to a championship. You're looking for uh, the best linebacker who's going to run a pattern for you. You're looking at the best quarterback that can make the plays consistently. So all of these pro organizations want athletes that they're going to be able to count on. And when you're performing well, they love you. When you're not performing well, they're all over you. So again, I ask the question, how can you keep going when no one believes in you? I think there is an element of resiliency is equal to faith. And faith in yourself and faith in your skills, as well as maybe faith in something above you, you know, something that is bigger than life. So Many of you know that I really feel deeply about my faith and knowing that I get extra help every day. And I know that I have faced some challenges in which I've said I don't know how I'm going to continue on or through that. I have faced ridicule in sports in terms of mental science because people think it's either fluffy stuff or it doesn't matter or just let them play or why is this so serious What's my brain got to do with it anyways? I've had cracks like, oh, well, I had a brain yesterday, but I don't have a brain today. I think I mentioned to you that, you know, you can be put through the ringer in science until you show the evidence, until you show young people who have had this training over time. And why, oh, why, I'll ask you that. And I'll put that out, and it's not being a brag board. I'm just asking you, why are inner mind sports athletes getting chosen? For teams, Why are they being given scholarships? 
Why are they the team leaders and captains? And I'll tell you why, because we train them for these bad times or poor times. We train them to solve it. We train them to continue on, to believe in themselves instead of believing in a system. They have to have to their very core that they're good enough and that they know that when they're challenged that they can inspire to greatness. So many of you don't want to hear that. And many of you that's, that uh, coach in old school coaching, you honestly believe that if you motivate your athlete enough, then they can perform. And this is false. Motivation is telling somebody something to do and they have to go out and do it. But inspiration means that they believe in and know that they have enough in there, enough in the fuel tank to keep going, even when it's loss after loss after loss. And it might be financial loss. It might be loss of a person in their life. It might be lost to a disease. It might be lost to just not even being able to play on a sporting surface for four months. This took resiliency over COV-19. I got to tell you, in 2020, this took resiliency for people to have their sport taken away from them physically. So believe me, all of a sudden, mental training has come to the forefront and yeah, I am a little bit biased of all of a sudden a mental trainer just pops up out of nowhere. Well, you can't do this in 16 hours of training. It's taken me 40 years to understand how human beings work. And I will tell you that resiliency is close to excellence. And when you can decide that you have something inside of you that can continue on, then you know you've got something super special. So again, resiliency is complex, but if, if it's in the course of the details of your performance, I do believe that you can get better day after day after day. Usually, resiliency comes up in the face of a human-to-human -human communication. In other words, somebody has downrated you, somebody has criticized you, somebody has told you something, something just not productive, and yet, how did you take it in? So there is a researcher called Duckworth, which is D-U-C-K-W-O-R-T-H. And I want you to look up this researcher. And they are looking at resiliency of how children within low socioeconomic uh, neighborhoods and places within the United States, how... Does a kid grow up in adversity with no resources, going to a school where there's a ton of violence, there's a, a war on drugs? Um, how does that kid go through the turnstiles of the metal detector every day going to school and sit down at a desk that is bedlam with teachers who don't care because they've just given up? Uh, their resiliency is low. How does that kid overcome that and study and get major marks and, and pass all their tests and get to a state or provincial requirement where they're at their top performance? How does it happen? So that was a long-winded description of how can you come from nothing and still carry on and make something out of yourself? Well, last week, I listened to several people who were confident enough to come forward and talk about their lives of coming to North America with next to nothing, 
So these were immigrant people coming to North America with maybe $10 in their pocket and with their families and starting with nothing and ending up being super successful with their family, their economics, their living. And nine times out of 10, they sent their kids to some of the best schools in the country because they worked three, four jobs. So that's resiliency. So I want you to ask yourself, if your sport is taken away from you today for any one reason, what will you do? And how will you continue on? I want you to ask yourself that question seriously and then write me at innermindsports at gmail.com.